Hello, is anybody there? Yeah, Carla's here. Hi, Carla, it's Moira. You let me get you off speaker. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you for calling in. Who else is here? Just me. So, um, I was, I was debating on if nobody showed up where I pray in, and so I'm glad you did. So I was probably going to do it anyhow, but let's pray in. Do you okay. want to do it, or do you want me to do it? Um, I'll have a go. All right. I haven't, haven't prayed yet this morning, so I'll just settle myself. Mm. Oh, hands on hearts. Take a breath to calm ourselves and center ourselves. Breathe in through our heart. And as we breathe in, we acknowledge that we're Breathing in the recognition, the acknowledgement, the realisation and the remembering that we are one with our higher Holy Spirit self. We breathe in and feel the realisation rise from our heart to our head, to clear our heads. Each breath softens our hearts and clears our minds for the realisation that we are one. We're so grateful to realise and to remember and to recognise that our lives are actually a lot easier than we used to think they were. We're grateful to remember that the number one secret for living our lives successfully is to remember that we are one with our higher Holy Spirit self. We're grateful to remember that all we need to do is to direct the requests for guidance and support of our higher Holy Spirit self, of God, to direct us in our daily activities. As we relax, <coughs> And remember and live our lives more hopefully and bountifully and optimistically and lovingly. We bless those that we come in contact with. We smile on them as we recognise they are a part of us. We share our gifts consciously and unconsciously. We can't help it. Because we're so grateful to be feeling so much more confident and safe. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. It's great. So what's been going on for you? Anything? Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, since you know how I um, spoke a few weeks ago about starting to meditate 10 minutes a day? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been doing that most days. 
And um, I don't know if it's um, and, and it's really made a huge difference. Excuse me, the days that I uh, forget or don't have time, I kind of notice it. And uh, I think the other day I didn't meditate twice, two days in a row. And um, yeah, I noticed it. Little worries, you know, invaded my thoughts. Um, so, you know, and um, I've been, and you know, at night when I'm getting to sleep, you know, I generally um, meditate on that phrase, be still and know I am God. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's lovely. And that's how, you, that's how you put yourself to sleep, you kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know if this is um, related, but um, it does. It has happened that um, since I started meditating, um, I've stopped having hot flushes. <laughs> Ooh, huh? Yeah. So how often do you have this? Oh, I was getting them, you know, every day. You know, like for hours in the evening, I'd be putting on jumpers, taking off jumpers, putting on jumpers, taking off jumpers. <laughs> yeah, really amusing. <laughs> huh. Yes, but they've stopped, which is I find is is interesting. Yeah, and the and the amount of headaches, um, you know, dropped away dramatically. So. Yeah, that's been that's been wonderful. It's always a good endorsement for meditation. Pardon? It sounds like a great endorsement for meditation. Oh for yeah. Meditation. yeah. Well, as I put on the um, on the uh, Masterful Living Two website, um, I I posted that link to that um, documentary. Um, that doctor who, you know, met, um, meditated 10 minutes a day, he and his wife actually also noticed a huge um, decrease in his worrying thoughts and um, a noticeable increase in his ability to handle stress and to increase sleep. And also the um, EEG, the scientific tests. Yeah or an after um, by the brain researcher, the neuroscientist showed, you know, you could see on the graph before his brain activity on the um, right side of his brain, which is where the worrying thoughts and, you know, worrying fantasies and imaginings happen. The activity on the right side of his brain was really high, higher than on his left side, the logical side, before he started meditating. And after he was meditating 10 minutes a day for two weeks, that activity halved, which was, yeah. So uh, you said that the worrying chip on the on the. What side of his brain? Well, um, the right side of most people's brain. So most people are right, right-handed, right and most people who are right-handed, their brain is, it's not divided, but more imagining and creative um, functions happen on the right side of the brain, and more logical, rational, step-by-step, things happen on the left side of the brain. So where worrying thoughts and anxieties, you know, um, fear, you know, fantasy events appearing real, they all happen on the right of the brain. So So that's interesting. So that's imagination. That definitely endorses the thought that fear is an imagined thing. It's not so, if 
your imagination and your creativity and imagination show up on your right side of your brain, and that's where your worry tends to show up, then yeah. that really supports that. Well, um, it's not proof, but basically, okay. if we just look at our own fears, um, I mean, most of the fears are things that we create in our minds. You know, most of them are not necessarily things that have already happened. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I definitely know. Yeah. And, um, And because I've, you know, I've been plagued by automatic negative thoughts. I call them ants. Um, yeah, this is a boon to me. So I've been doing that. And um, I'm continuing this golden period of my life, you know, my the healing that I'm doing. Um visited the uh, hormone specialist. He's a, there's a hormone general practitioner in the area. He has people visiting him from all over the world, women, to help with menopause. And um, and um, you know other you know reproductive related. So that's I'm optimistic about that. Did you talk to him about your meditation helping? Yeah, I mentioned that. What did he say? Uh, oh, he just wrote it down. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I've been, you know, I'm doing a bit of study and, and, um, oh, I missed, um, I didn't listen to, um, Venerable's session yesterday, did you? No, I, I, uh, I must admit, I just, whenever something, cause, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I, I almost never listen to her. I, uh, at first, initially, last year when she started, I, I really didn't understand her, so I just kinda stopped. I haven't listened to her since then, and I, I, I understand much better, but um, when it's at a, at a, at a kind of a different time, I uh, am, I don't go on the computer every day, and so uh, I don't notice because she sends that email two hours before, but uh, if it's in the morning, I, I'm not almost never on the computer in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, well, it was, the, the, the call did happen at a, at 10 a.m., um, I think, L.A. time. So what would that be your time? 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the benefit of anyone who's listening to this, um, if there's anyone listening live, um, who who did hear the call? Would you like to put your hand up and tell us about it and talk about it? Uh, Is there anyone? There's nobody else on the call. Ah. Oh, wait a minute. Angela's here. Oh, yay. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, hi. Yay. Yay. <laughs> The three musketeers. <laughs> when the when a fourth one comes, there'll be four musketeers. Yeah. How are you going, Angela? Uh, very well. Um, so much going on. Um, my awareness is is increasing, so everything is becoming very uh a very powerful learning experience for me. So
yeah. yeah, the whole oneness factor when you you know the the more you increase the dial on that one, it's like oh wow okay, you know can you can you really can you be more specific in what that means? Totally, I just I feel like now that I recognize, um, so this week a couple things, um, I hope it's okay to dive right in. Um, I don't sure. know what I missed, but um. Yeah, I I noticed that, so right now in my relationships, um, of course, my husband, but I also live with a woman, and I had noticed that when I was doing a lot of forgiveness work with my husband, like being very, very diligent um, to release judgment, it shifted over to be heavily judgmental toward my landlord, and mm-hmm. this week, um, it's just this week a couple things that she shared with me and some of the ways that she speaks to me. It just triggers me and irritates me. So mm-hmm. what I've been doing is like writing forgiveness letters. And, you know, sometimes they stay in the in the format Jennifer gave us, but sometimes I just let myself use other words because today I found that I wanted the word annoyed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. annoyed, I kept feeling annoyed. Um, with her and judging her I just felt irritated so that could be anger but it just for me the word irritated just felt better but I noticed that when I write these letters I can go back and I can see my own behavior that I don't like and I just changed the word of from sue to to I or she turns to me and I can totally identify, you know, behavior. And um, she can be, in my judgment, I perceive her as being, um, it's like she can be snappy with people, like she can be a little aggressive and sort of, um, that's what my husband, that's what I get triggered to be with him. Uh, well, that's what I, the behavior I demonstrate sometimes, and I really, it's just that now I see any behavior that I don't really like or I'm triggered by, I can, I can own that. Uh, you see it as a reflection of yourself. Yeah, and it's not immediate because in the moment I feel triggered by the person, but mm-hmm. if I, if I sit with it, even the tough ones. I'm like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a great blessing to be able to see the reflection, isn't it? It um I find it takes away the victimhood. Yeah, and then it just puts me on the spot because I was I've been listening. I I really got off track for a while, so I've been catching up and um Jennifer's, uh, I think it was her Ju- July 7th class for for the MLC3 was just like really calling us to be so diligent and even to refrain from watching TV or having any conversations where we're speaking about someone else's situation or their life in any way that seems like, I don't know how she phrased it, but what I got out of it was just like, no, I have no right to speak about someone else, like, because when I speak about my landlord, I'm only doing it to justify that my judgments about her are right. So what I'm hearing is when when you're, like, when you're, this is what I notice myself, as I'm speaking about someone, I'm saying, well, I think my sister is this way because this is how she acts. So I decide what what's causing her to do her her behavior, and I'm deciding. Is that what you're saying, Kenneth? Yeah, I feel like Jennifer was like saying to us that um, really, if we're here only to be truly helpful, mm-hmm. then. How are we choosing to speak about others? And really, she was just inviting us to have 
less tolerance of, or a more awareness of what we're doing when we're speaking and what the motivation is. And then, you know, it just dawned on me because it's just like my ego wants someone for me to fixate on and judge and keep me separate. So my landlord's coming up big time right now. And I think it's a pattern that I grew up with with my mom where I noticed she'd get really angry at us and snap. And then within two seconds, she would apologize. So it was like that. It was like the two faces, you know, and I find myself doing that because as soon as the anger is released, I feel remorse, you know. Um, So... I'm really grateful that I heard that. And anyway, all this is just coming up. So I said I started a I set aside time today for forgiveness letter. And um, and that's the other thing is our diligence. How much time are we willing to devote to this work? Once we're aware that we're being triggered, you know. So I think that's the other thing I was getting was. Yeah, I could let this go on for months and forever, or I could look at it, offer it up, like um, consciously work with it. Yeah, the time to choose is now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a really... Uh, it just dawned on me from what you're speaking. I had a really powerful healing uh, Monday because my trip to my mother's, um, actually my mother was, the, the it was very many challenges, but I think the most challenging for me I'm realizing is my sister because she's and and she reads the course and I, I think I think I'm realizing that I expected her I mean, it's a total judgment to be different, you know, than she was. To be, you know, not as snappy to me and and speak to me the way she did and stuff, and to be to just be different. And so, and I was speaking about that. I went to an NBC class on Monday, and I was just, I didn't think it was a big deal. And I thought, well, I'll fat, you know. If we have time or, or something that's not important. And then I realized the more I spoke about it, the more I realized that I was kind of suppressing my feelings about it. But So I just kind of released them. And, and then when I did that, because how NBC works is they, it can be many ways, but how it worked for me is, someone portrayed like my sister being giving me empathy to understanding could say this is how I was feeling, this is how I you know, I don't understand and and they and they say like understanding things, things that oftentimes you don't get from people, right? Because they react to your reaction oftentimes, right? And so and that that was very healing for me and I realized that it, not only I was making her responsible for her what I perceived as her behavior, but I wasn't taking responsibility for it and for my own part of it and um and also the fact that I'm the creator of all this, you know? Um and and the fact that she behaved how I how I created it, her rule, and it's for my healing. And so, once I got there, I was so much more grateful for whatever happened. You know, for because the most challenging situations have the potential of the most healing involved in it. You know, and coded, and I think it's how Jennifer puts it. And and so, um, I don't know. I just that's that's what 
when I heard what you're speaking, I just mm-hmm. kind of triggered it for me because it felt very similar. Angel? Yeah. It occurs to me that um, from my my experience is that a lot of my judgment, probably all of it, has fear running it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've had you know fear all my life, and. Um, it occurs to me that anything I do to take care of myself to remind myself that I am one with all that is and I'm therefore I'm safe anything I do to um minimize fear is going to minimize um, any judgment I have of anyone else. And um, and of course I, 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 know, I, I witness that to be true. You know, when I'm feeling good about myself, I am less judgment of other, judgmental of other people. Um, yeah. And in a, a cosmic kind of we're all one sense, then it just would it, it just happens anyway that if I'm more peaceful, then nobody has to act out in order to in, in response to my upset or to show me my judgments. Mm-hmm. You know, where um Hi. You know, my Hello. Attitude. Yes. Hello. Hi Barbara. Hi, Hi. who's this? Huh? No, um, hi there's Barbara's just joining the call. Or maybe you've been on the call, Barbara? You know, I am so sorry. I put you guys on hold so I could take another call. I had no idea. Okay, well, I'm, uh, I, I'm on, but I'm on another call, too. I have to take another call. So I'll get okay. back as soon as... I'm so right. sorry about that. All right. <laughs> it's like a cameo. Uh, so she, yeah, yeah, so she's going to be back, is she? <laughs> Hi. I'll just go. I'll be back. That's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it really um, reminds me that it's a, uh, a two-directional system. You know, if I take yeah. care of myself and remind myself that I'm safe and I'm one with all that is and, you know, I am my higher Holy Spirit self, then um, that will keep me feeling much more safe and mm-hmm. don't, require you know so many um you know irritating people around me <laughs> to provoke my healing and forgiveness and um and as yeah do I need to keep explaining that or have I made myself clear no, I I really hear that. Yeah. And it's like um two reactions. One, I I really wanted to talk to the group today about on Saturday I went out dancing with friends and my husband and um I had just one drink or yeah, I had maybe a few sips of a beer and it didn't taste good, so I got one drink. And boy, that destroyed all of my (laughs) like if our spiritual practice sort of builds up that I won't say tolerance but the as you're saying the safety and the peace in the moment 
the alcohol totally felt to me like it wiped out all my spiritual filters or whatever, mm -hmm. all my spiritual tools and access to taking a breath were gone and I kind of, um, I hit this old pattern of kind of like jealousy and just fear in a, in a form of, and then I, I just completely spun into this old behavior and I asked if we could leave early and I kind of talked to my husband about how I was feeling, but I had no, I felt really lack of control over myself and I thought, okay, this may be the end of my drinking. <laughs> Uh, even because I could say that, all right, having a beer, I don't, I don't know what it is, but definitely in this circumstance, alcohol plus, uh, sort of the scene of an old behavior pattern, mm. not a good mix. Not good. So that was very interesting for me. Hmm. How old are you, um, Angela? I'm 35. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I would have assumed older because often our um our tolerance of alcohol changes around late 30s, 40s, etc. or later. Okay. But um yeah, may Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I I really even I I was so angry. And I, I left the dance club. I was like, I'll be right back. I walked outside. I sort of said some mantras to myself, but in a way, I, I remember Jennifer saying how she kind of chooses not to drink alcohol because it, um, I don't know how she said it, but she just said she kind of loses the feeling of connection with her spirit self. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm not here like telling anybody else what to do. I was just saying that for me, it must be that I'm ready for letting that go uh -huh. or just realizing that when I do things like uh, to have, I don't know, it, you know, alcohol sort of like enhances maybe an experience or sort of brings this other thing. But anyway, all I can say is, you know, I, as you're saying, Myra, I had to spend the next day sort of cleaning up my mess. And oh, yeah, you know, and it was great, great learning, but it was hard kind of to be around my husband when I feel like I lost control. And again, that's what I didn't like about my landlord. And I'm like, oh, okay, um, oh, <laughs> you know, goodness. my landlord's snappy. I totally snapped, uh, Things that have been annoying me that my husband have done, but annoying in a level of like, just again, like, eh, I don't like that kind of music. Doesn't feel good, but I can breathe through this music, through this song. But when mm -hmm. I had a drink, I was like, no, I don't want to listen to this. And then <laughs> it just got worse in a way. Uh, but it was also well, like an experience of me like uh, fil filter free and fully expressing something. Uh, watch out. I know it sounds like I mean, the situation is very challenging for you in the moment, but I, I'm really feeling for some reason just hearing your awareness and your it feels really joyful to me. I don't know. I just feel really Well, it was freeing in a way because what I said when when I said to him, I don't like this music because he, sometimes he likes pretty intense like rap music that's pretty, uh, I don't know which word, like it's kind of abrasive, um, you know, and he... Uh, he kept playing it, and I said, well, first thing I did is crank it up so high 
like cranked it up to a point which isn't even humanly should be listened to because I was pissed off that he rejected my request. Mm. And then I turned it back down. And my words were not, you know, this is not my highest moment. But I said something like, when I say I don't like it and you ignore me, it's like you're just saying, fuck you, I don't care. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I just said that. And he changed the song. And, um, you know, it's so interesting because I, I, when I was in this mode, I was picturing my father. My father, when he was drunk, used to provoke arguments. Mm. And I felt like the provoker. I'm like, oh, dear. I've been here before, you know, and then my husband just proceeded to drink more and more. I think he was drinking away this situation. (laughs) And then he couldn't even go to bed because he couldn't even go up the stairs, I think. And I was like, wow, this is not – we haven't been at this point at all since he's arrived, you know, and (sighs) – And then I said, I'm very sorry. Actually, I prayed before we went to sleep. I asked him to pray, and he did pray with me. And um, I apologized, and he said, why are you apologizing? And then I was like, well, I don't think I'm supposed to act like this. You know, on one level, I'm like, I'm not being my highest self here, honey. You know? And he's like, it's okay. It's interesting how you judge yourself, but he didn't. He just—he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. That's so. Such, I asked so him to leave early. He left. He was like confused. I said, "Honey, this is how I'm feeling." And then I said something about, and I don't want to have a fight. And he's like, "This is not a fight." So he kept sort of making it okay. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. He's great. I like him. <laughs> you would really like him. He's completely likable. Mm-hmm. 1,000% likable. And at the same time, he's he's uh, been designed perfectly to help basically explode all this crap out of myself. <laughs> mm. It's like he's just totally helping me it's like a pressure like compressing it's just like this stuff is just coming up yeah and i don't think i'm as sort of okay with it Hmm. as he has been fine with it um these are different animal than women (laughs) that's for sure But after last week, when I sort of had this discussion about I I would really like help, he's been helping. Mm. And I've not tried to make it like, oh, good, um, my meltdown worked. I'm getting my way, you know? It's like I'm aware of, like, not wanting to be controlling to get my way, but just sort of speaking authentically. Mm. But he's been helping. And then I say thank you, and I don't, and that's it. That's how it works. Well, basically, you both live there, right? So hopefully, you know, soon he'll move in and realize that it's not your place that he helps keep clean, but that it's both of your places that you both look after. Yeah. Well, at least the alcohol incident, you know, it brings up stuff. Yeah. You know, it brought up stuff. That was stuff. a big one. Yeah. 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 It was like a flashback moment because I've been, you know, for me, it's what it is, is it comes down to, there are times where I get this feeling. It's not all the time, but I feel like I need his attention. And it just comes over me pretty quickly, and I'm I, I'm really excited about the point where 
I can detach from it and I can I can affirm the truth. Well, well if this comes to my mind, what happens if you give yourself attention? Exactly. And you know what I was doing? I took the thought that upset me, which was, he's not, he's, he, 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 he's, it's like he doesn't want to be with me. Mm. And then I thought about it, and I was like, Angela, the truth is, you rarely give yourself any time with yourself. Mm. It's as if you don't want to be with yourself. Mm. And I'm like, okay. See, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's as if I could be with everyone else, but I don't always give myself that quiet time, that still time that, like, I do crave. It's interesting that you were to bring it up because uh, now that, that my housemate that, that I had for almost six months is, is gone, like, right after she left, I was like, it felt, I mean, here I've been kind of gearing to us for a couple months, you know. Now the house feels, felt, <laughs> excuse me, for, it's felt kind of empty. And, um, and now I've been, like, kind of filling it with, well, <laughs> filling it with, activities <laughs> instead of just being because I was wanting to be alone and and now I'm like I don't know it's really interesting huh. yeah I can find a million and one things to do um Instead of sit quietly. And it's okay to do something mindfully. Like, it's okay to wash my dishes and be mindfully doing it. But I just, um, I've been in different points where I've cultivated quiet time. And it's become a habit. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, I fall off the wagon. <laughs> when you fall off the wagon, is it hard to get back on? It has. That's like this whole time between my wedding, my husband arriving in the country, the wedding, this whole like time sort of eclipsed, you know, my whatever I was doing. But even when he wasn't there, I would have sometimes I would just want to hit the ground running, hit the day, go in, get to work fast, beat the traffic, beat this, get the coffee. You know, like I'm racing against something. And I'm basically running away from the quiet. <laughs> and uh, so now it's been a while. I, I've sat for a few minutes and I was teaching meditation or just leading it. And that was awesome because I'm like, yay, I have to do it. <laughs> Maybe that's a trick. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I mean, I frequently um, try and put off, you know, morning meditation and exercises, you know, just so I can, yeah, dive into the doingness. I sometimes wonder if it's um, some sort of addiction to the, um, you know, not so much adrenaline, but because, you know, it's, not full-on dimness, but addiction to some sort of um, maybe it's the leave. Oh yes, I don't know. Getting out of myself with activity, or um, being attached to the energy going through my body and when I'm doing stuff, whether it's studying or cleaning. Yep. 
You know, it's the next thing is listening to you more, and actually a little Angela, too. And I'm like, I'm feeling, I start notice myself listening, and I started feeling guilty. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like praying to release that, because I'm like, that's okay. What are you feeling about? Oh, I start feeling guilty about because about the getting up and just doing the doing thing and not. I used to take, have a more of a practice um, of reading the course or whatever. Doing I do pray every morning. <laughs> I I'm not going to give it up praying, but um, and and I'm like. I just know myself, like, I guess this ego was coming in going, yep, you're not doing, yep, you're in. And I'm like, I want to release that. And so I started <laughs> praying, like, okay, release, let that go, take that away, myself. I have to do that a lot in, during conversations now, I'm, I'm becoming more and more aware of all those judgments that come up in the middle of conversations, in the middle of most, because that's when they mostly come up, is when I'm interacting with mm-hmm. someone, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they do come up and I'm by myself just thinking, but not is. You're delayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. So, yeah, thank you. I just... Yeah, comparisons work, do they? Hmm. Yeah. The Holy Spirit accepts the ego compares. Yeah. One of my cards. <laughs> we get told what's good for us anyway. It's just a matter of whether, whether we listen and, or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela, uh, sorry, um, Carla, I've been asking my higher self for decades what's the best thing for me to do. And the answer has always come back, meditation. Mm-hmm. Until I'm 50 to actually practice it for more than a week at a time. Every day, that's that's, uh, I'm really, I really respect that willingness to do that. (laughs) Because I'm almost 55 and I don't do it. So... (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I applaud you. Each to their own journey, Carla. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. Uh, but it's interesting because the more challenging I I find my you know circumstances to be, the more almost desperate I feel. I want to listen to Jennifer, other teachers, whatever, and. I just heard in that class she gave this, this, I guess it was last week's class. You know, she says, I am going, I want to be an ascended master, <laughs> like this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I, it is my desire and my intent to awaken. And, um, it just hit me at another level and another, kind of vibration that and it's just becoming so clear to me because once again not only in the people who trigger me but the students I deal with at work um, you know I often am sort of coaching them through different things and you know I have students who are not paying, putting a lot of time well it appears and their grades sort of reflect a lack of um, dedication to their work. So I remember saying to one of the students, like, you know, it's okay, just, you know, sort of recognize what are you doing with your free time? 
Are you doing your work? Are you doing extra work? You know, because that's going to pay off for you. And it's okay that if you're not doing it, but I'm just asking you, you know, are you aware of what you are doing? And as I'm speaking to them, I am just sort of smiling like, yeah, sure, this is for me. And this Mm -hmm. is exactly what I could say to myself. You know, Mm -hmm. where is your energy? Oh, now you want to try every recipe known to man? Oh, now you want to clean the house, you know, obsessively? (laughs) Um, I mean, it's something to create really good energy in the home. I like that. But I can feel that I am, like, you know, looking for anything to suck my energy because I'm resisting the spiritual work. Even though I listen in the car, I'm trying, you know, it's just that I know. I, I feel Jennifer's, I feel she shows us the level of dedication and the sort of seriousness. Like, no, this is real, and I want this in this lifetime. And telling us, she used to do deep desire of the heart for two hours a day. And I'm like, okay. And it's almost <laughs> like saying, I want to be an Olympic athlete. And then it's like, okay, are you sure? That's a lifetime dedication right there. Mm. You know, and I'm not trying to make it into a feat or a... But I can feel, I can feel two different feelings of like a desire to make a big, bigger commitment. And I feel this other sort of distractive energy that gets sucked into all these other areas. Wow, Angela. That's like exactly what I need to hear. (laughs) Thank you. For being my teacher. Yeah, but you know what happened is venerable kind of put it straight and it's like, okay, it's not about separating the day with spiritual practice. It's infusing your full day with the spirit. It's not, oh, I have to isolate and make a routine that's rigid and now I'm basically becoming a monk. You know, it's it's just bringing the awareness into whatever you're doing. So when I'm cooking now, I'm like infusing it with love because I'm trying to start somewhere. <laughs> so I'm like, food with love. <laughs> and, you know, having it be sort of a labor of love. And again, it's, is this being helpful to me, to my community, my husband, my family? That's a good place to start with whatever you're doing. Yeah, and maybe it's just um it just completely makes sense to for us to recognize, hey, I am a spiritual being. I am a spark of God. Why not live every second of the day with that awareness? Whether I'm cooking yeah. and then flowing into doing the dishes and then flowing into meditation and then flowing into watching a program on TV and then flowing into greeting my partner, my friend, and then flowing into prayer and then, yeah. yeah. Yep. And I know that that, I know that, uh, the way the way I get held back too is that I feel guilty. I'm not doing enough. Then I get this idea to make this rigid schedule that is not even very humanly possible to follow, so that I can fail. But then there's a voice saying, "You don't have to do all that crazy. Like you just <laughs> just keep living and and know the truth." Know the truth yeah. while you're living. Yeah. All we need to do is partner up in the moment and recognize that I don't need to schedule time to be yeah. spiritual. I can just partner up with my higher Holy Spirit now, whack my hand on my heart or just put my attention to my heart, take a breath and be at one with everything that yeah. is. And continue to do whatever it is that I'm doing while I'm at one with all that is. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Yeah. 
both of you are giving such a great reminder. Mm. And it's funny because yeah. it's the same stuff, it's the same lessons I keep learning, but it's as if um, the glasses that I'm, it's just as if I'm getting them and they're coming in, in more of an HD quality, you know? It's like... <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know, because I feel like I repeat myself, and then I'm like, oh, well, because the truth is the truth, and then I just feel like, oh, but this time it feels really like I'm getting it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But then at some level, you know, you know, I'm just ready to get this little nugget, and I'm acquiring oh, oh. it. Yeah. Life is a constant classroom. I mean, you know, when we were seven years old, we learnt spelling every day. Yeah. Didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We focus on the alphabet every day. We did our times table every day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm really grateful that you both uh, showed up and had this great conversation. We I actually forgot about this, and I had my car in the shop, and it wasn't supposed to be done until almost twelve o'clock, and I had to kind of do a little. It wasn't. It was a little. I was a little anxious at first because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to be here. And so um, everything worked out, and I I didn't get really invested in it, and I was prepared. So I'm really grateful that um, um, you guys um, called in and we had a great talk. Um, Yeah. Six o'clock. Was there any any special any any burning desire or anything that really I feel moved to speak about or ask for prayers or anything else that uh, comes? To I mind? feel I feel moved to um, yeah, just encourage anybody who is who listens to the replay and thinks that maybe you know oh I. I shouldn't join their little club. Come on down, join us. You know, I mean, um, I, speaking for myself, I love to connect with um, new people. You know, I mean, I've only been connecting with Angela for a few weeks, and it's just so beautiful. (laughs) So yeah, to all the were listening and think, oh, no, I don't think so. Please do it. Call in. Join us. Yeah. It gives you momentum. It's so, yes. It's so, I mean, you know, yeah, every week I think, oh, can I be bothered or should I just continue watching TV with my breakfast? But then I do mm-hmm. and I think, Goodness, how can I miss this? This is so good. Mm. Thanks, girl. I agree. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, great. The three musketeers are recruiting new members. (laughs) (laughs) Pick up that phone. (laughs) Dial now for the opportunity of a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) So does anybody feel moved to pray out? I will do it. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. With a big smile on my face and my hand on my heart, I just really do feel grateful. There's maybe not another word. Uh, thankful, I feel joyful, I feel affirmed and supported, 
And so just directing this thanks to the community, to Jennifer, to God, to Spirit. Just that life can be this sweet, this this lovely. And I just feel held up by the whole community. And so I'm blessing everybody out there that's listening right where you are. And just affirm the truth for one another. Grateful to have this this path, grateful to have our teachers, all the lessons, the ones that come to us that look, you know, that feel uncomfortable sometimes, but we're just grateful. I'm grateful that I'm being molded. So right back into my original true self. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful to, to all of you for sharing. And I'm blessing everybody's week and just blessing that we have, we take the time to share. So it's it's in the Facebook group or with your prayer partner or on our community calls that we continue just to speak our experiences because we know we are one. So thank you guys who are on the call. Just blessing the rest of your week and the deep desire of your hearts. May they take manifestation in your life. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Angela. Yeah. Thanks, Carla. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Myra. Thank you, God. Take care, yeah. Lots of love. All right. God. The moderator has left the conference.